This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. All right, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to. Big interview bottom of this hour on climate change, CO2 in the atmosphere, why he says there isn't enough of it, which is interesting. Gregory Wrightstone, make sure you stick around for that. Uh, we also have Dr. Jesse back in the program um, um, on, this, uh, on this Friday, on this free speech Friday. We talk COVID, therapeutics, studies. What do we know? What do we not know? That's hour number three. Let's go. Protein bar. Protein bar. Carrie bringing it like she does. No. Polo's here too. Sam as well. Let's go. Friday. Friday. Thank God it's... Thank God it is Friday. Yes, it is. Friday. Bring it now. Thank God it's... Thank God it is Friday. In that kind of mood, let's make it a free speech Friday. Let's go. Ah, freedom. Uh huh. Bring it now. Take it up a notch. Carrie, how's it going? It's all right. It is all right. Again, Polo and Sam making it happen. Bringing it like it's been brought in. You know, what's interesting is I so often, every week, get emails from people suggesting parody songs to John Bon Jovi songs. No. Can, can, I, just, can, can I just say, well, first of all, if I, if I had the range, I would do it um, because they're well-known songs and I like to ruin well-known songs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's my goal in life, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. But um, but he's not in my range. I can't really sing those songs. I thought I thought the shot in the arm was pretty good, but I only did yeah, it a little it short version, one verse. It wasn't terrible. The it look was. in your face was worth it. It was. It was. Horrible. The thumbnail for that for that song alone on the video was awesome. Because <laughs> you were non, the faces you were not happy. I was making. No, I was it not. Was, it was not that. happening. No. So I keep getting that, but I do want to. I do want to re reissue this. I got a, an email today. Some some Christmas song or something. I forget what song it was. Was it a Christmas song? It was some sort of, maybe it was a, oh no, it was a, it's a small world or something the guy wanted me to base it on. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't read one word of it, but he wrote out like all the lyrics, all the verses, all the things. Well, let me just say this. I don't have some special ability to write and do these songs. So you don't have to give it to me to do your song. You do it. And you'd be like, well, I don't have a radio show. Okay, get yourself a radio show. But I, I get it, and I understand that you want to take part. What I'll, what I'll accept in submissions, and I've already got the idea for what I'm going to do for COVID. You know, I've got to do a COVID one. That'd be kind of silly not to. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, the only song I can think of is a duet. 
What, what song is that? What movie? I mean, do I? I don't want to ruin it now. It ruins the surprise, no? Oh, okay, all right. Because I, I, mean, I know you love them you. when I surprise you with them. Yes. Why don't you sing it with me? No, no. That's Why not? A, that's an even worse idea. Nope. Have you ever been any fun? I have. I just do not <laughs> sing. <laughs> was on was for show. a month back in October. I mean, uh-huh. what, very funny. I'm just saying. Um, but uh, I've already got the idea for the song. But if you if you have an idea for a song that's based on something that's happening in the news, that is that's something to be made fun of. Um, like this next story, I can probably do a parody about this story. It's how dumb it is because they think we're stupid. Um, but I, I love taking your submissions. Go to JoePags.com, scroll down, click on contact and send me an email. Here's the name of the song, the original song. You could probably do it to this topic. Have at it. And then I, and I'll go for it. Or if I like it, if I don't, I won't. I certainly have done submissions by those who listen. But if you write the whole damn thing, I'm not singing your lyrics. I'm not singing your song. It takes away my fun, which is the creative the creative part of it. When I get into the music of it and the creative part of it and the writing of it, and I've done some of these online where I've done them like live on Twitch on a Saturday where I'll produce the entire thing. I'll write it like live right there with the people will give me maybe a, a, a word that rhymes with that. And I'll sing the, the harmony and they'll hear a, I have fun. The whole process is fun for me. So don't take away my fun by sending me your lyrics. I'm not going to sing them. Carrie, am I going to sing them? No, you will not. And he's singing them. So, I do have an idea for the COVID, though. And it's a song from, I believe, the late 60s. Nothing? A song from the late 60s. I No, you're going to have to give me About more COVID. than that. No. Uh, and a duet? Uh, I don't yes. have anything. No. You have to give me more, more clues. I'll give you a hint. Mm-hmm. I got COVID. Polo probably already knows. Nothing. Sam? The only thing I can think of is something from the musical Grease, but that wasn't in the 60s, was it? No, that was late 70s. Then I got nothing. I'm not okay. really familiar with that decade. Okay. Just throwing it out there. I'm not so, gonna, that's all you're getting. What? So you want to do a song from like almost 60 years ago? Yes. Wow. Okay. So I, I'm thinking that it's, it's, um, I think, uh, was it a, a, from a musical? No. Cause it, cause the song I'm picturing sounds like it's like from a musical. What musical? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that, that, I, cause I don't know what the song's called. I think it's like, who could ask for anything more or whatever. Oh, who could ask for anything more? Yeah. No, I, no, it's not that song. No. Okay. Carrie, nothing? No, I don't. I'll give you, I'll give you, are you ready for the hint again? <laughs> oh, wait. Crap. No, you already did that song. The Sunny and Cher song. I, I've never done the Sunny and Cher song. Well, then that's the oh, one. Oh, is that it? What? What? Oh, no, don't do that. Why can't why, can't, why, why did you have to whisper but, that? But you know, that was creepy. <laughs> but you know what? It, it's, it's actually yeah. fitting. Because they play that song in Groundhog Day, and I think it fits mm. perfectly. So, yeah. What does Groundhog Day have to do with... Because, to be honest... I know, I, every morning they wake up to the song, I understand that, but... Yeah, yeah well, all this week, every day, it kind of sounded like the same day because you were talking oh, about... Oh, come on, it did not. <laughs> it kind of did. Come so, on. it's perfect. It's perfect. I brought it this week. There were some stellar perfect. interviews this week. It was something. Yes, and I'll shut it. it was so, I got COVID. 
I just don't know what the first word should be. It can be cove. <laughs> I got COVID. I mean, what do you? What's the first no, word going to be? No, can't be babe. You say Rona. You give me babe. Rona. No, I got COVID. Babe. I mean, you can use babe. I guess. I don't know. We'll see. But but I, but I have to be hey. Sunny in chair. Mm. Sure. Why not? No. See, now that people are now that people are, are, are they're hungering for it. They're like, I need this song now. I are have to have this really? song. They're like, I yes. can't wait for this. Yes, they're Sam, you don't know the song. It. I got you, babe. I think I do actually. There you go. That's what we do. So uh, so that's the idea. I haven't done it yet. May not do it. But it's a simple harmony. It's just a little two-part harmony. Not a big deal. But I mean, uh, I can't, I'm not going to be able to share it up. Come on, I can do it like share. That'd be good. You can't do share. But if, if you do do share, I need you to do like share like the late 90s. I'm not share. doing I could turn back time share. I mean, that could be fun. If I could turn back yeah. time. That I'm not doing cool. that, Cher. That's not happening. All right, there you go. Eight 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 nine four one Pags. JoePags dot com. Uh, um, uh, what's your name? Uh, uh, Presley. What's your first name? Iana. Yes. Iana Presley. She's from Massachusetts, right? I believe so. Yes. She's part of the squad. She is a racist. She hates the country. Um, yet she thinks that she has come up with an idea on how we're going to save the nation somehow by being completely hypocritical when it comes to the ages people can do stuff. Did I get that right? Uh, pretty much. From Fill Fox in, News, squad representative Ayanna Presley wants to lower the voting age to 16, but also wants to raise the age to buy a firearm to 21. Presley, a progressive House Democrat, is one of the many members of her ideological wing, pushing for the voting age to be lowered to 16. However, the Massachusetts lawmaker simultaneously wants to raise the age to buy a gun to 21. Presley did not respond to Fox News Digital's question as to why she believes 16-year-olds are mature enough to vote, but 20-year-olds are not mature enough to buy a gun. The Massachusetts Democrat unsuccessfully tried to push an amendment to the House Democrats' voting rights overhaul bill last year, with the amendment failing handily with a 302 to 125 vote. A 16-year-old in 2021 possesses a wisdom and a maturity that comes from 2021 challenges, 2021 hardships, and 2021 threats. Presley said in March of last year, now is the time for us to demonstrate the courage that matches the challenges of the modern-day 16- and 17-year-old. And Presley also said in a Facebook Live conversation after the amendment failed, she was shocked the idea of lowering the voting age to 16 was polarizing. Left-wing efforts to lower the voting age failed to pass a Democrat-controlled House of Representatives twice since 2019. Conservatives have, have pushed back on the idea with several calling out the motives behind such a push as data shows younger Americans tend to vote blue. I mean, there's something wrong with these people. And, and let me just be very direct. The same side of the aisle that wants to lower the voting age to 16 wants to raise the age at which you can buy a gun, which is your Second Amendment right, to 21, also wants me to believe that a four-year-old can decide that he's a she. Let all of that just really marinate for a second. Vote at 16. No gun till you're 21. Yes, you can be drafted at 18. You can change your gender, decide you're the wrong gender when you're like three, four years old. Uh, and, and and we should just be able to give them all sorts of hormones to change who they are biologically. This side thinks that they have some sort of a moral or truth high ground. I'm confused. There's the, what is the age of an adult? If I care, if I say what's an adult, you'd say 18, right? Yes. 
So if you're an adult at 18, then you should be able to vote at 18, run for office at 18, um, buy a house at 18, if you've got the money, obviously. Be drafted at 18, smoke at 18, drink at 18. I mean, we, we can't keep on redefining what an adult is. I mean, we've got people, Jerry Nadler, the idiot, actually said that a, a person's, a human being's brain isn't fully matured until they're 21, yet he was for drafting people at 18, and he couldn't explain why he, he felt both things. And now we're hearing that, again, a four- or five-year-old can decide, I'm the wrong gender, but their brain isn't going to be matured for another 15, 16 years. But none of that goes into play. I don't understand. Do they think that we don't have the videotape and the audio tape of what they just said or the news stories of what they just said? We we literally heard what you said about voting age, and we heard what you said about gender transitioning. We heard what you said about how old kids should be to learn about uh, about gender ID and sexual orientation. We heard what you said about how they should be to buy a gun. Do you think we're stupid and we can't put all those things together and realize that you're dumb or that you're hypocritical? Come on. Your thoughts about this. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Stay right here. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pags Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for being here. Bottom of the hour, about 10 minutes away, it'll be Gregory Wrightstone about climate and about the lies that were being told and a lawsuit against an executive order that Joe Biden put into place. We'll have that for you coming up. Let me remind you about Super Beats. Would have been great to have known about Super Beats a long time ago, right? Would have been great had you known about Super Beats heart chews before those thousands of cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks. Just unwrap a chew or two in the morning. They're delicious. You've got sustained energy all day long without the caffeine. My family loves that I'm doing something so good for me. So do I. They taste great. They help you with your blood flow, your circulation. They support a healthy blood pressure. Um, why not give your cardiovascular system something that's good, that it really is going to like? And these are portable. Take them with you. Put them in the gym bag. Put them in your purse. Put them in your pocket, your console. These are great. It's non-GMO beets combined with grapeseed extract. And again, as I said, they taste great. And you add these to your morning routine, suddenly you've got that energy you need throughout your day. To make it easy to get started, here's what I did. Got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at joelovesbeats.com. Hurry up. It's their best offer available anywhere. It's joelovesbeats.com for up to 45% off. joelovesbeats.com. Make that happen. That's the website they made just for you to save that money and to get this great benefit. Let me go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. Ray, what's going on? Hi. Hey, how's it going, Uh Pleasure and an honor. Yeah, um, I'm living the yeah, dream. Yeah, I had What's a couple happening? thoughts about that uh, 
that age of being an adult. Yes. I think uh, 18 isn't really a bad number. Um, I have heard some studies that I've not done much research on about the whole, you know, brain development, 21 years of age, things like that. Um, but I was thinking about it. I was actually in the, in the courts the other day and had these two young ladies go up and the judge asked, uh, who are you? And he's, uh, she, she said, uh, this is my mother. I'm 17. And the judge is like, Oh, you're 17. Good. You can be tried as an adult and told the mother to kick rocks. And I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe if you should be, if you can be tried in the court of law as an adult at the age of 17, we should just decide that you're legally an adult at the age of 17. Well, that you and I would agree. If the courts see somebody at 17 as, as an adult or you can be charged as an adult, and keep in mind, you can, depending on how severe the crime, you can charge somebody even younger than 17 as an adult if the, the crime is adult enough and they think the punishment should be for an adult as well. But uh, if, if the, the state of Texas says 17 is an adult and you can be tried, um, uh, or you can, you can handle your own legal issues at 17, then everything should be 17. I agree with you. We have to stop saying, well, smoking's got to be 21, drinking's got to be 21, draft you at 18, run for office at 18, vote at 18, drive at 16. I mean, what, what are we doing? Let's make a decision. And let's let's make it based on something that makes sense to where you were being fair. And again, no four year old should decide. Oh, by the way, Dad, I'm not really a girl; I'm a boy. That's it's it could be you're not. Mom and Dad's at that point. Mom and Dad's responsibility is to say no, you're not. And here's why: we go back at it. Eight 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 nine four one Pags. Eight 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 nine four one seven two four seven. JoePags.com. It's going to be uh, line. Three and Dick, who's in Texas. Dick, what's going on? Hi. My name, my name is Dick. I see. It's, Dick. It's, it's spelled D-I-C here on my on my screener. Yeah, Sam, Sam, did we really write that D with a D and should be a V? Really? Listen, yeah. I, my, maybe my ears are clogged today. Okay, he definitely spelled well, it, it out could for be. me. <laughs> uh, Vic, I never would have called you that, that other name. What's going on? Hi. <laughs> hey, I want to know the breakdown of the Congress today. How many Dems? How many Republicans? Are sitting in the house right now. In the house, I don't and know. This is a net one. We just gained one. Well, no, we did just but, gain one, but I think there's a difference of about fifteen or eighteen. I don't have the number in front of me. Uh, well, I, 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 I can I can check it. I mean, I'll, I'll look it up. I know in the in the in the Senate it's fifty fifty. In the Senate, it's fifty fifty. And for some reason, uh, the 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 Senate is being run by Schumer. When I think an argument should have been made that that McConnell runs it, although I don't want McConnell to be the Senate Majority Leader either, but it's fifty-fifty, and the tiebreaker goes to Kamala Harris. Um, let's see, House of Representatives makeup. I, I don't have it off the top of my head. At least I, 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 I mean, I'll, I'll admit it. You, you don't know, do you, Carrie? I don't. I can try to look it up, but now yeah, we'll see what we have here. Uh, the current makeup of the House of Representatives. Let's see. Oh, I know who the majority leaders are and all that crap. Just give me the numbers, Sparky. Why, why are they trying to break it? Just, just tell me. Okay, it is. Uh, it appears to be two twenty to two ten, which that doesn't sound like enough. It should be four hundred thirty-five. So unless there are five that are just missing. Oh yeah, there are five vacant. So there you go. It's uh, it's two twenty to two ten, so it's about to be two twenty to two eleven. So there's a nine member difference in the House of Representatives after Mata Flores gets elected, after she gets sworn in, she's already been elected, and uh, so you don't have to do a whole lot of heavy lifting 
to uh, to turn over the house in, in November. It should be rather easy, but I don't want anybody to take it for granted either. I want you to really work it. I want you to get out there and help your, your favorite candidate and make sure that he or she wins. It's a good question because they have all this power. They have all this ability. All, they, they, they have everything, and it's because of a majority of 10 members? Really? And I wonder why there are, there are five vacant and not just one. And if there are five vacant, why aren't we filling those faster? It's very, very interesting to me. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Interesting question, because last I checked, I thought it was 13 or 15 uh, advantage for the Democrats, but those could have been the five that were vacant, and that's what the difference is. Carrie, do you know it's as small as nine now? That's crazy. I did not know that. It's a good question. Vic, I appreciate you calling in. We'll make sure we spell it right next time. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Gregory Wrightstone when we come back. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always a pleasure to have this guy back. He's an author. He's the executive director of the CO2 Coalition. It is uh, Gregory Wrightstone. Greg, how are you? Good to see you. Oh, really good. Lots lots to talk about, as usual, about climate change. Well, there certainly is. Now, with the changeover in an administration, I'm not sure how many times we've spoken since Biden became the president, but every single move, every breath they seem to take has to do with climate Climate change, get away from fossil fuels, uh, get, get, everybody should go buy an, uh, an EV, I, like that's easy or something. Um, solar panels are your friends. And we have the highest temperatures ever recorded on the planet. We might all die soon from the heat. It, it's, it's an alarmist situation out of Washington that is hard to avoid. Have you, I mean, obviously, you've probably noticed even more than I have um, how different it is between the Trump years and now this administration. Oh, it is. And, and he's weaponized this this every every department. He has he's tasked every single cabinet head, every single department to fight this. And even the Defense Department call they've announced that climate change is our number one greatest threat to the United States. And it's just really what about China, Russia? What about the uh, I don't know? There's so many more things that are yeah. a lot more dangerous. Right. Uh, but yeah, he's it's been he's taken every. You know, we talk about the Midas touch. What does he have? You know, uh, dog poop touch. I don't think he <laughs> turns, turns, to, turns to crap. Uh, and, and he started from day one with these anti-fossil fuel agenda. He said that's what he was going to do. Uh, I didn't really believe he was going to go as far as he did. And he's just uh, canceling pipelines, canceling leases, increasing regulations. Uh, you, the, the next shoe to drop. Uh, with gasoline prices, we can talk about that in a little bit. It'll be refineries. We're on a knife's edge between supply and demand for what the refineries are doing in terms of supplying this. And we've got scheduled refinery shutdowns coming up, Joe. Uh, a hurricane coming up through the Gulf, knocking out the majority of uh, refineries. They shut down when there's a hurricane approaching. Right. I mean, we could see 10 or $12 gasoline if some of these events happen, and driven by refinery shortages. CO2coalition.org is the website. He's the executive director of that group. It is uh, Gregory Wrightstone. Also wrote the book uh, Inconvenient Facts. 
go, you can go to inconvenientfacts.xyz to go get the book. And a lot of people who watch and listen to my program love the book. They've gotten it. They've gotten it for their relatives. Let's talk about fossil fuels for a second. You're right. They stopped the, the construction of the Keystone XL pipeline. And when, when 11,000 people were with, without jobs, John Kerry was asked, well, what should they do for jobs? He said they should build solar panels, uh, which made no sense at all. When you ask Pete Buttigieg, what do you do when gas is so high? Buy an EV. That's easy. Um, can you describe to me what a fossil fuel is and why that isn't as natural as the sunshine? Because, I mean, it's not like we're creating this out of nothing. This is a right. natural, it's a natural resource, is it not? Well, yeah, it is. And if you look back over, I'm a geologist, so I look at the big picture. Last yeah. 140 million years, there's been a steady decline of carbon dioxide from 2,500 parts per million to now 400 plus. And it, we really, it was, we're actually in a CO2 starvation phase, uh, some of the lowest levels in Earth's history. Uh, and so these, and the reason CO2 levels in the atmosphere were dropping is because it was being sucked out of the atmosphere. Uh, and and it, most of it was by, it's not really fossils but, or dinosaurs or things like that. It's, it's something pretty basic like algae. Yeah. And that's, algae is the main thing. So the algae in the oceans, you know, it explodes, it dies, it falls to the bottom. It explodes, it dies, it falls to the bottom. Thousands and millions of years of accumulation, and each one of those algal blooms is sucking it. It's sucking lots of out, uh, CO2 out of the atmosphere, and it's called sequestration. They're sequestering that CO2 okay. into those organic-rich rocks and coal and things like that that we're now liberating. So we're we're taking this natural. Uh, CO2 that was locked up into rocks. Uh, we're drilling down using hydraulic fracking and, and horizontal drilling, and we're liberating that 100 or 120 million year old uh, carbon and carbon dioxide when we burn it. And it's it's a good thing. It's it's leading to an earth that's um, thriving and prospering, and vegetation just loves it. Vegetation, the vegetation we use, the crops we grow, originated with much, much, much higher levels of CO2. So they prosper and, and thrive on high levels of CO2. Uh, so we should welcome this. So it's actually it's actually a problem, you're saying, that CO2 levels are so low. Oh, yes. There, it's very well documented that low CO2 levels inhibit plant growth. And we're seeing it's incredible, Joe. I'm trying to find one crop that's not breaking records year after year. Uh, if you just look at the correlation between increasing CO2 uh, corn in the United States is a great example. It's almost a one-to-one relationship between CO2 levels increasing and crop growth expanding. Uh, and, and it's happening across even the hottest countries on the earth, like India. Uh, their crop records, again, are breaking records year after year. And we should, we should celebrate that, not, not demonize it. It's, it's, it's this demonization of CO2. In fact, I had a, an important meeting in D.C., uh, two nights ago with several con- congressmen and senators. Uh, and I, I spent 30 minutes schooling them on carbon dioxide. And their eyes were wide open. They'd never seen a lot of the things that you and I have talked about. So I had a rare opportunity uh, in this meet, closed-door meeting to, to actually educate them about the truth about climate change and, and warming. 
I hope that people will, will seek the truth because what they're getting from the mainstream media, what they're getting from the left uh, agenda-wise is just not true as per what you've been telling me for years. And everything that you've said, by the way, you've been on this show for years, has been above reproach. Nobody has ever debunked anything that you've said. Sometimes people will say, you know, that right stone's been debunked. And then I'll say, okay, tell me what was debunked and they can't uh, because somebody's just trying to sully what it is that you're saying. He's the executive director of the CO2 uh, Coalition. Go to CO2Coalition.org to find out more about what that uh, what that organization does um so when i watch the local news it used to be hot temperatures with a big sunshine now the whole map is turned to red and it's yeah. like scorched earth and hell is on earth and it's the hottest temperature we've seen since 1898 and of course i'll always say well why was it so damn hot in 1898 then and nobody wants to hear that that sort of you know e- equalization it wasn't my suv back then it wasn't i wasn't driving an ev back then no sometimes the the, the climate as you've taught me goes through cycles and it does what it does then they'll say it's the hottest we've we've seen on record well greg how how long is record 150 years 200 years i mean why was it so hot in the renaissance times so when we ask logical questions like that it does shut them down unfortunately they reach the masses so what would you say to people who truly think it's the hottest it's ever been on the planet right here right here right now well we know that for a fact it's not true we can use historical records uh well number one the actual thermometer and satellite temperature records were, were you that we're taking right now have been doctored and manipulated by NASA and NOAA. And uh, they've manipulated, they've made the past cooler and the modern temperatures warmer in, in the in the actual study. My next book's going to dive into this institutional disinformation wow. and exposing these, you know, like the UN, NASA, NOAA. World Meteorological Organization. They're, they're You're saying that they're, they're legitimately lying about the numbers. Well, they're, they're, you, they say, well, this is why we have to change the temperature, because it was taken at the wrong time of day. Oh, come on. Or, uh, you know, this wasn't cited correctly. But what they're doing, and what you need to do is take out, like recently in India, in Delhi, it was just extreme heat. It was. It was really, really, really bad. It was some of the, I think, I think it broke records of the effort you know, goes back 100 plus years. But Delhi, now what they didn't mention was the southern part of India was going through record-breaking cold. So, you know, you have Did to not highlight this record-breaking heat. And Delhi is well-known in, in our community for having the worst, it's called the urban heat island effect. So if you go to Delhi, it's all this asphalt, and it's just in narrow alleyways, and the heat just accumulates. So it's a, what might have been 100 and one degree turns into 112 degrees because of this urban heat island effect. And another good example that's just happened over the last couple of days, I'm sure you heard about the flooding in Yellowstone or yes. the Yellowstone River. Right. And they were saying, that's climate change. It's it's the highest ever. Well, why did we have the flood in, in Yellowstone? You, no one looks into that. Why was it flooding? Because they had a deep, deep, deep snowpack that lasted well into June, into the middle of June, deep snow in Wyoming. Well, how can that be with global warming? You know, we were, we were right? That's the reason it flooded. So it was, fro- it was frozen longer than it normally would be. Therefore, yeah. the flood happened because it was an inopportune time for it to melt. But they, well, they, they called that global warming somehow? Yeah, it was, it, it was a hot temperature. It was high, high temperatures and rain. And there was a bunch of snow in the middle of June in places it, it's usually gone. And I, I talked to some of our members in the Northwest. I was on a Zoom call yesterday with a couple of fellows from Oregon, and they were sitting all bundled up 
you know, we're we're sitting here and you know sweltering, right. and they're, they're they're they've got he's got a sweater and a jacket on, and he's in his and so he, you know he didn't want to, he didn't want to turn his heat heat on, and uh, he said, yeah, it's been really really cold, but you don't hear about that. It's, well, no, because uh, it doesn't it doesn't fit the narrative, Greg. You know that. Uh, by, by the way, before we move on to this executive order and what's happening in Louisiana, do me a favor and show the people who are watching the book, and let's talk about what it is that you're doing to help educate children on the realities of climate, because we're getting a lot of indoctrination right now. The name of the book is Once Upon a Time. Fill me in on this book. Yeah, we've got an education initiative. One of the things that our membership, some of our membership, was alarmed about what's happening with education and science. Uh, they're 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 not they're teaching science and it's focusing on uh, on man-made catastrophic warming and everything's tilted toward that and it's just awful um we see it regularly and we said we need to push back we're we're qualified we're the group that's that's highly qualified to do this because we're science-based and so we put a team of 12 or 15 people together these are mostly phds uh and it's amazing what i didn't really expect much uh what we've come out of this is is we got a a talented Brazilian artist. Uh, we've done the first book and the second book I'm going to be re- reviewing. We ho- hook up that the title of the second book is uh, Simon, the solar powered cat. So we're exploring <laughs> atmosphere, okay. photosynthesis, the gases in the atmosphere. Uh, we've got, le- no, this is, this is really, no one's ever, no one's done this. We're, we've got lesson plans that have been developed for, for the first six books nice. put together by Dr. Uh, Sharon Camp, PhD in analytic chemistry. She was an AP science teacher. So we're 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 putting together. It's not just a story that's cool and it's done anime style from our, with our Brazilian artist, but yet it's teaching science in a in an interesting way and lesson plans for homeschoolers to use. I love and it. we've got a whole series of, of more in depth videos about the gases of the atmosphere and how it works and and why we need CO two and. Uh, the relationship between CO2 and sunlight and water for photosynthesis. Um, I think it's valuable. And uh, I had my five-year-old uh, granddaughter just turned five. She sat, she loves the book. She sat down and just uh, uh, reads through it. She read the whole thing. She stumbled over the word photosynthesis. Uh, but I often see her holding that book looking because it's, it's really cool. So well, I, stum- I stumble over that word, that word. So it's okay. Um, I, I've got, listen, I've got a seven year old daughter. I'd like for her to read these books. Go, go to the website. It's, um, um, the, uh, the CO2 coalition, uh, org, right? CO2 coalition.org. Can yes. you find out more about the book there? Uh, it's, it's in, it's on our media section. I don't, okay. we're not ready to blow. I tell you, John, I'm going to come back with you. We're, I want to blow do this, this thing up in yeah. about two months when we're ready to go. Okay. And I, I want to be back on help, have you help us do that. Uh, Candace Owens, I'm, I'm hoping she's, I mean, she's no Joe Pags. Oh, okay? come on. Let's get that straight. But, <laughs> but um, no, no, she's, she's really big on this. And I'm, yeah. I'm hoping to, that I, I've been on with her and, I think she'll be really big, and our friends down at the Blaze TV are, are all over. In fact, one of their producers is is on our committee. Oh, good. He, he homeschools three of his sons. So we're gonna. I'm gonna blow this thing up, and I I want to, I want I want to move millions of copies of this book. It's not about making. It's not. For us, it's the message. Yeah, no, it's about about fixing the message that they're getting wrong right now. They're doing it wrong on purpose to indoctrinate our kids. Let's tell them the truth. It's Gregory Wrightstone, Executive Director, CO2 Coalition. Uh, Let me ask you about this case in Louisiana. I've got maybe a minute, minute and a half. I know that uh, Biden signed an executive order that somehow ties in greenhouse gases or your carbon footprint or something into whatever you can do in a certain uh, um, deal in Louisiana. What is the case 
what is the fight? And and I know something positive just happened because the judge says, well, we will hear the other side here. Go ahead. Yeah, well, there's a it's called Louisiana versus Biden, and it really revolves around the uh, EPA and the other regulatory institutions uh, being able to impose. It's called use the what's called the social cost of carbon, which they say is is hugely negative. And we're we're filing a brief, uh, an amicus brief before the court. We've been accepted by the Department of Justice yesterday. It should be submitted here maybe Monday or Tuesday. Uh, we've gone through in detail explaining why the social cost of carbon is actually negative. In other words, CO2 increasing is a benefit to, to humanity and the, and the American people. And uh, I, I'd like it to be, hopefully, it's being argued in the Fifth Circuit Court of Louisiana. And uh, I, I'd like it. Wouldn't that be something if we got the science debated in a courtroom? The new Scopes monkey trial. And we can put them up and have them and expose their lies in a courtroom. Well, I think it would be and amazing. You've got a very good chance of the Fifth Circuit. It, it tends to be more of a conservative and, exactly. and smart court. Exactly. But that would be appealed by the federal government, I believe, because they're really, really whack jobs when it comes to the screen stuff. It might end up in the Supreme Court, which wouldn't that be amazing, Greg? The Supreme uh, Law of the Land says, hey, knock it off. There is no science to base well, what, all of the stuff that you're doing. This could be well, major. There's a, there's a new, uh, there's another really, really important case before the Supreme Court right now. They'll probably rule on it next week. They have to do it by Thursday. Um, and that's that's uh, West Virginia versus EPA. Uh, in fact, I had a chance to spend a couple of hours with Pat Morrissey, the West Virginia Attorney General, who's the lead right. plaintiff in the case. He and I sat down, and he's very interested in using our, our experts going forward with with this type of thing and he was he's uh he's very hopeful we'll see what happens but what they're doing is they're saying uh, that you can't just impose these regulations it has to be the, the this type and size of regulations that you're doing with epa has to be something that's ordered by the congress and it's it's called large issues or large scope something of that scope has to yeah. be you can't just make this stuff up and, and use this these unelected uh, bureaucrats to create terrible regulations. We've got we've got refineries. We that again these refineries on a knife's edge. Uh, we've got refineries that are being shut down because of new uh, regulations that are being imposed. And at the same That's time, killing us. And at the same time, the administration comes out and says it's unpatriotic if the refineries don't refine more product. It's all very strange the game they're playing. I'm glad that you're out in front of this and that you're telling the truth. It's Gregory Wrightstone. Go to CO2Coalition.org. He's the executive director there. Greg, uh, come on again next month or whenever you're ready to talk about these books tomorrow, okay? Thanks so much, Joe. Appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. We appreciate Gregory Wrightstone coming back on. His book is Inconvenient Facts. You can go to inconvenientfacts.xyz. When those children's books come out, we will have them back on. We'll certainly have because I want alternatives to what's being indoctrinated or thrust upon our kids 
in the form of indoctrination in school right now when it comes to climate change or global warming or fill in the blank you know buzzword they're using now. You'll notice global warming is used less and climate change is used more because they can't back up the fact that they think the globe is warming. And uh, it's changed. Why, why is there so much flood water? Uh, why do we have a drought? Why do we have? Uh, why is it the first time since 1892? They use a different terminology. They can still claim that we're somehow doing it. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay here. Joe Pags.